Oh, Father, we bless you and we thank you. We thank you, precious God, for bringing us to this very moment in time. We thank you, Father, for your spirit, oh God, that is upon us. We thank you, Jesus, because even before we gathered, oh God, you were here waiting for us. Father, we thank you because we are bound together by your Holy Spirit. We are bound together by your grace. We are bound together by your life. We are bound together by the strength of your throne. We are bound together by your purpose, oh God, for humanity and your purpose for this time and your purpose for this season, Father. And so even as we come together, Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for the force of heaven that is released out of this place, for the force of heaven that is released out of this altar in the name of the Lord Jesus. My Amen. God, we bless you. We thank you for everything that you have designated, everything that you have set aside, everything that you have preordained for our blessing, even before this day, the 1st of March. God, we thank you because every single thing is allocated unto us, even now in the name of Jesus. My Amen. God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for bringing us to the 1st of March, 2022. We thank you, Father, for all your purposes that are hidden in this month, all your purposes that are hidden in this season, all your purposes that are hidden in this time. Mora keza divalate. Karamando sopre ike veredina marose keleda. Shambro gode, shambra gadi, kere namasubre inge devele kitalo brahadishka. Lord God, we bless you. Lord God, we bless you. Ila nambro and so now, Lord Jesus, Father, we just ask, oh God, that you just, um, that, that you will convert this call, oh God, into a place of your presence, that you will convert it, oh God, into a tabernacle of power and fire. My God, we just ask that in the name of Jesus, that every single thing that we will say here and every single thing that we will raise here, every single prayer, Father, let it come directly to your throne in the name of Jesus. Amen. God, we ask for your water. God, we ask for your outpouring. God, we ask for the downpour of your spirit and your grace and your life and your love. Father God, just overflow in us today. Overflow, overflow in the name of Jesus. God, we thank mm -hmm. you. Because in the next seven days, oh God, you are going to begin to restructure things in our mind. Father, I thank you because you are calling the kings out of people. God, I thank you because you are calling David out of the backside of life, out of the backside of existence, out of the backside of living. And you are ordaining them, anointing them, oh God. In the name of our Lord Jesus, my God, I thank you because this is the call, oh God, where there is a calling out. There is a calling out and a bringing forth of your people into new levels of existence, into new levels of authority, into new levels of power and dominance in the name of our Lord Jesus. Father, I bless you because I know, oh God, that as we are on this call, Father, you are stirring the waters, oh God, and it is the waters of ordination. Thank you because in the next seven days, Lord, we are going to record called testimonies, oh God, of appointment of people being set up, oh God, in high places all over the earth in the name of our Lord Jesus. My God, I thank you because this is such a moment like what Saul had and, and he, was, he was prophesied upon and he became a king, oh God. I thank you, Father, because I know that you are releasing that oil of kingship upon people in the name of Jesus. My God, I bless you because this month of March is such a critical month, oh God. And it is a month where you are setting things in place, where you are setting things in order. It is a month, oh God, where you are propelling people into their positions of destiny, into their places, oh God, of life and authority in the name of Jesus. Father, mm -hmm. I thank you. 
My God, I thank you because I know that even in this season, oh God, you are calling Mephibosheth out of low Deba. You are calling Mephibosheth out of low Deba. They, oh God, who carry your life. They, oh God, who carry your DNA, who carry your nature, who carry your power, oh God, but have been sitting in the land of forgetfulness. They have been sitting in the land of dryness. My God, I thank you because in this next seven days, your voice that cannot be neglected, your voice that cannot be contended with, it is breaking forth and going into the lives and the houses of people to pull out men, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, Amen. generational weaknesses are broken in the next seven days. Generational struggles are broken in the next seven days because my God, the time of appearing and the time of showing forth is here. Let it be so, let it be done in the name of Jesus. My God, I thank you. Because you are performing healing, oh God, over the ears of people. Let they that could not hear, oh God, let their ears pop open in the name of Jesus. My God, I thank you. Because over the next seven days, Father, we shall have people record in testimonies of being able to hear the voice of God, of being able to uh, uh, hear what the Lord is saying. My God, I thank you because over the next seven days, we're going to record testimonies of people receiving their dream lives back, of people being able to see visions, of there being a stepping up in the realm of revelation, oh God, over this place and over your people. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And so, Father, Father, we just decree, let the spirit of revelation, let it break through, let it flood, oh God, every area of this call, let it flood the lives of your people, let it come into their hearts, let it come into their minds, let it come into their spirits, in the name of Jesus, I want you to just begin to declare that over yourself, that my God, revelation, revelation is hitting me, like a dam that is breaking loose, oh God, revelation, revelation, come on, declare over yourself, I can't revelation hear hits me. Father, let it be the season of revelation. Let it be the season of waiting. Let it be the season of the outpouring. Please unmute people's microphones. Let it be the season of the outpouring of God. Let it be the season of the revelation. Revelation. Let it be the season of the revelation. Thank <laughs> I'm <laughs> <laughs> 
Because we know that every word that we have spoken, you have heard and you have received it. Father, we thank you because we have um, a reward, oh God, for our rising up to seek you daily. Lord Jesus, we just keep ourselves open. We keep our hearts and our hands open for the outpouring, oh God, and the release of the reward that you have for us for each day in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. It is good to see um, everyone again. You are welcome to prayer rain um, in this month of March. You know, I'm so grateful to God for what he's doing um, in our lives. I'm grateful to God for what he's stirring up inside of me. You know, um, I was thinking about um, this year and, and where we are at right now, because you see, for you to be able to effectively pray, um, you must be able to pray based on where um, God is at, what God is doing. I was having a conversation with someone yesterday who has been believing God for something. And I said to her, I said, you need to raise the conversation. You need to take it away from the place of you, what you desire, what you want, what you believe you should have right now. I mean, your faith is great, you know, for what you are believing God for. I said, but there is another level where you take the conversation from personal desire into kingdom agenda, where you raise the conversation from God. I want this. I believe I should get this into being able to locate where the desire of God is concerning that matter. The moment you put yourself in there and you begin to pray from the place of kingdom and you begin to pray from the place of the desire of God, something changes, something breaks loose over your prayer life. Because at that point, you are no longer worrying on your own. At that point, you are no longer walking on your own. At that point, it is no longer just about your desire and what you want. It now becomes the desire of heaven. So every single thing that is available to heaven at that point is available to you to ensure that that thing comes to pass and to ensure that the heart of God in that matter comes to pass. So as we begin to pray in the month of March, today we're going to just be doing um introduction and we're going to be praying and just saturating ourselves in preparation for what God has for us. As we pray in this month of March, I need you to understand something that God has already gone ahead of us and God has already um, positioned his angelic hosts ahead of us for what he wants to do with us and what he wants to do in us. And so as we are praying, we are saturating the atmosphere, not just around our lives, but around our our um, homes, our families, our businesses, our ministries, our nations, we are saturating it with the presence of God. And we are turning things in the spirit realm and turning them so that they can face the right position and so that they can be rightly aligned in the direction of God and what God 
wants to do for you. Because you see, it is very easy to misstep and it is very easy to be going in the wrong direction, even in the spirit realm for a, for a sustained period of time and you don't even know it. So part of what you do when you come into the place of prayer is that you are turning the things, you are tuning the things of your life. You are tuning the affairs of your life so that every single thing would align with God. Every single thing would align with the path of God and with the way of God. So, keledo umbasikle invekeleda. And so, Father, we just ask, kelo sobrehiga, for the compass of your spirit. Marodo shekle inge vele nemero sokuparadiskate. Upon the lives of everyone, ore sekele nabranda kazidaba. As we pray, oh God, ne sovre gedele bashanda. Oh, in this next seven days, makora bashanda labarahisa. Let the Holy Ghost bring a fine tuning. Let the Holy Ghost bring a redirection. Let the Holy Ghost bring a repositioning. Let the Holy Ghost begin to cause every area, everything in our lives that is like dead weight. Let the Holy Ghost remove it in the name of Jesus. Can you make that prayer for yourself that God, as I pray in this next seven days, let it bring me into alignment. Let it reorder me, oh God. Let it reposition me, oh God. Let it ensure, Father, that I am in the right position with you, that I am going in the right way with you. I hope you are praying. Father, let there be a turning. Let there be a turning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If it be Yes, in the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you because the order of your spirit, Maloso Clay Bekita, is breaking into our lives this morning. Is breaking into our lives this morning in the name of Jesus, Father. I just rebuke every kind of hexes and spells and incantation that is raised against the people on this call or raised against this call. Father, I decree that in the name of Jesus that the atmosphere opens up and every single thing that you want for us is established in the name of Jesus. Father, we stand upon the counsel of your will. We stand upon the counsel of your will. And we just partner with the angels of heaven. Father, 
Oh, Bashanda Brakea Luce Brahida Haya, for the different purposes of God. Maradeka Suvre Ike Tevele Dila, Oh, Bala Sekle Indo Sopala Kila Dabasa Kele Dose de Brahida. I will just thank you for the presence of the Holy Ghost that unveils the secrets of God. Ilon Dobre Kiala Suvre Ike Lenoma Sikabaya, Shamboro Combre Ike Dinsa Kalava Kerenado Sota. And we thank you, Jesus, for order for order for order that you are bringing into the lives of your people that you are establishing in the lives of your people in the name of jesus thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit you know so um i, I was thinking about this year And all that God has been doing, you know, in 20, um, in 2020, um, 2020, we know. Ah, what's that? What's that? Please mute your microphones. You know, in 2020, we know what hit the world and the pandemic that came and how the hearts of people were troubled and many people could not um, find their way through and it brought a form of lethargy. But we see that in 2021, the Lord began to speak about um, about, about uh, us building. I mean, the word that God gave to me, he said, is the year of the builders. And he began to speak about building. And I remember saying over and over again that it is the year to build. It's the year to erect structures. It's the year to put things in place. Because in 2022, the Lord is going to come and fill those structures. And the Lord is going to cause the things that you built in 2021 that did not make any sense. God is going to cause them to make sense in 2022. And so this is the year of the infilling of God. And in January, we began this year with fasting and with praying and waiting on the Lord and trusting God for his uh, miraculous power and his hand in our lives. And we, we began to see that and we saw a staring of the hearts of people and we saw a staring in, in the souls of people and people just desiring God like never before. We saw that happen in the month of January. And as we continued and persisted in fasting, um, it, it went on from January into February and we broke into February prayer rain and some people had fasted literally up to the, 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 the last day of January and as we started again in February 1st they just continued the fast so in that period we began to say it's going to be a fasted year and we st I still mean it. I know that the Holy Ghost still means it. It is a year of fasting. It is a year where you would um, or uphold the consecration of the fast like never before. It is the year where God will be calling people upward and higher. It is a year where the Lord is going to be requiring of you deeper measures. God is going to be requiring of you a more stringent measures. As it pertains to your walk in the spirit, but the purpose of the requirement of God is not so that we can rise up in a spirit of religiosity to say, oh, I am fasting, I'm praying, 30 days, one month, six months. No, the purpose of God is that you might be fully awake in your spirit, that you might be fully awake in your mind, that you might be fully awake in your soul, that you may come into the place of recognition, because you see, what happened to them in the Garden of Eden was that they, 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 they died, a part of them began to sleep from the moment they ate that fruit. They 
could no longer see like they used to. They could no longer hear like they used to. And they could no longer understand like they used to. So man began to live under his full rights and under his capacity and under his ability. But you see, the Holy Ghost has come so that that which was dead would come alive inside of us. So that that which was sleeping would, would awaken inside of us. So that that which, which, was, which had become dull would become sharp again inside of us. So when God begins to call for higher levels of consecration, it is because God wants to wake you up. And it is because God wants you to be able to stand in your authority, stand in your power, claim territories, um, restore the things that have been lost, rebuild the broken, um, the, 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 the broken places. But God needs you to stand as one who, who, who is a man of the kingdom. But God wants to cause the river of his presence and the river of his grace and the river of his provision for humanity to break through you. And I just kind of see um, people standing in, um, in, in the garden of Eden. And I kind of sense that the Lord is speaking about men and women that will become um, like the breaking point and the entry point of the four rivers that break out of Eden into the world. And I see God transforming the lives of some people and you literally become um, I don't know what it is called. I don't know if it's called an estuary. I don't know what an estuary means. Uh, maybe Stephanie, you can look it up and tell me, but I, I hear the word in my spirit, but I, I actually feel like some people are about to become water systems um, I, I, and things are going to break out of you and things are going to break through you um, in the coming season. And, and, and God wants to cause you to be a person that is able to water the earth with the multiple, multiple um, uh, expressions of God that he wants to break out of your life and he wants to come out of your life. And I sense that the reason why God has been um, forcing you and God has been speaking to you and God has been just drawing you on every side and asking you for deeper levels of consecration, it is because the spirit of God wants to use you mightily like never before. And God wants to position you in this season um, as one of his pillars and as one of his um, lighthouses and as one of his strong um, houses or strongholds. God wants to use it as a pillar, as a lighthouse and as a stronghold. God wants to use you um, as a source of strength and stability. God wants to use you as a source of vision uh, and understanding. And God wants to also use you as a place of safety. These three things the Lord wants to do through men in this season. And God wants to use you in this season to be able to raise up um, a, um, ancient landmarks in the spirit. Um, there are things that were deposited in humanity through time and there were measures in which many people walked in, in, in previous seasons from Enoch to Joseph um, um, to David and all of those people and I sense that the God in heaven wants to begin to open up like ancient pathways and ancient landmarks and he wants people to be able to combine the revelation of the Holy Ghost in the present with, 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 with the kind of pathways and the kind of strength and the kind of understanding that some of these people had to break into even without the without the Holy Ghost abiding in them but in searching and in dwelling they were able to come to the revelation of God but God wants to take this revelation that you have and kind of I, what I see in the spirit realm is, is like a man looking at a map and then you kind of have lenses and you zoom in in an area and then you are able to see all the things that are on the map. So before you looked at it and all you saw was just Nigeria in Africa, and then the Lord brings his lenses and he zooms in, and then you begin to see the different states and the different um, cities, and then you begin to see, even when you zoom in further, depending on the kind of map that it is, you may even begin to see um, things like 
the mountains and the, the, the rivers. And if it's, if it's a geographical map that shows the topology, you begin to see the topology. I sense that in the realm of the spirit, that God wants to cause you to have zoom lenses so that you can begin to see the details. You can begin to see um, the things that you had missed. And as you see, and as you observe the details, something begins to happen to you. You become a more powerful human being because you begin to have information and you begin to have accuracy and you are able to touch and to hold and to handle the things that had become um, like mysterious to other people and other people say things like oh we don't know what's happening in our nation we don't know what's happening in the world but that is no longer your testimony because the spirit of revelation is breaking loose inside of you as you have stayed with the Lord and as you have sustained the fast part of what is happening in the month of March is that the spirit of God is breaking loose in people and as I began to say to you that the month of March is the month of secrets the Lord said that this is the month where he will begin to reveal secrets to people now who is it that can know what is in the heart of God save the spirit of God that is inside of him so part of what is happening is an awakening of the Holy Ghost inside of people is, is people will begin to tap into dimensions of the operation of the spirit of God so what you are doing by waiting on God in this next couple of days what you are doing by fasting abstaining from food abstaining from pleasure is not a small act because what you are doing is what is going to qualify you in fact what I hear is that it is a pre-qualification for what God wants to put in your hand. You are going through a pre-qualification process in the next seven days. So if you lack grace, ask God for grace. If you lack strength, ask God for strength. If you lack revelation, go back and study and make um, um, a study to show yourself approved so that in the next seven days, by the time seven days are done, you will be ready to handle, to receive, to hold all the things that God has for you in the name of our Lord Jesus. So, in the name of our Lord Jesus, are we still together? Karamo Shandibaraha Sitavaha. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Um, so, God began to um, say to me um, that, you know, the month of January and February were months of preparation. Now, God is about to break loose. Now, it is as though the year is about to start. Don't get weary. Don't get deceived. Because you see, God was preparing us. And God said to me in, in February, I woke up one day with a burden, heavy burden. And I was like, what is this, Lord? What is going on? And it wasn't the burden of fear. It wasn't the burden that something was wrong. It was a burden that, that felt like God was trying to break through me and pierce through something. And I was trying to decipher it. And as I began to pray, and the Lord, and God did not speak immediately, but when I went to bed that night, as I was waking up, I heard the voice of God. And God said, pressing, pressing. And I was like, pressing to what? Like, God, we have literally been fasting and praying this whole year and waiting on you and just, you know, you know, desiring to hear your voice. What are we pressing into? And God said to me, he said, um, he said, the glory of the previous season. And when he said previous season, I understood that what he was talking about was January and February and all the spiritual activities we had done. And he said, the glory of the previous season is but the carcass that, that forms the framework of what I want to do. He said, but now I, I will pour out my spirit. There will be an outpouring of my spirit for the establishment of what I want to do now. And as I, I said it again to myself in the gym, as I woke up, I kept saying it. As I sat down to think about it, I said, 
it is the carcass. I was like, what is he talking about? You know, like dead animals, like how can carcass become framework? I couldn't understand it. But after a while I sat down and I remember that in um in real estate when you're buying um a, a building and you you're not paying and they are selling it to you with just the structure without the the the, the fittings and all of those things inside it's called carcass and so you are buying carcass and so I understood what the Lord was saying to me and I understood that God was saying to me that we're just forming the framework for the year that what we did in January and February was the framework for the year and so what is going to be happening now is that God is going to be causing an outpouring to happen, an outpouring of his spirit, an outpouring of measures of his grace and his understanding so that we'll begin to fit things in. Because you see, by wisdom, a house is built by understanding its rooms are filled with all kinds of beautiful things. So God is about to bring a new measure of understanding, a new measure of knowledge, so that what was the carcass will become filled with things. So part of what you need to do in this season is to open up your mind and to begin to say, God, show me things. Is God bring to me knowledge. God, cause my mind to be able to comprehend, to have revelations of your spirit. Father, cause me, oh God, to be able to um, receive every kind of knowledge that you are causing to be released from heaven because you are about to fill this house up. You are about to cause there to be fittings, oh God. You are about to, to, to take it from just a frame and just a carcass. You are about to fill it, oh God, with deeper measures. Can you make that prayer? I say, God, fill me up. Father, make it possible for me to receive the knowledge, to receive the understanding that you have for me in this season my god fill my life up father do not let me limit you oh god do not let me limit what you can do do not let me limit what you can teach me do not let me limit the understanding you can bring to me but god in the name of the lord jesus i pray that you would open my eyes that you will open my heart oh god that you will cause me father to be able to behold great and mighty things father in the name of jesus can you unmute the microphones of people father in the name of the lord jesus i just pray oh god Thank you. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, we make room, we make room inside of ourselves filled with the knowledge of God, to be filled with the knowledge of your will, to be filled with the knowledge of your word. Father, we make room, we make room inside of us. We decree and we declare that in the name of Jesus, Lenda Kapasule, Labante, Labaruka, Ekaraba, Seledi, Rakutaba, that there is room, there is space in us, oh God, to be able to accommodate your will, to be able to accommodate your word, to be able to accommodate you in the name of Jesus. Even Amen. in this season, as you are flowing, oh God, and as you are coming with a mighty, uh, with your mighty wind from heaven, oh God, the wind of knowledge, the wind of knowledge, the wind of knowledge, my God, I decree and I declare that your people are ready, that there is space inside of us to receive and accommodate every single thing that you have for us in the name of Jesus. Father, Amen. a new kind of hunger, a new kind of desire, a new kind of quest for you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, um, you know, I'm just going to interject and move in a different direction. God, I thank you. And if you are on this call and you join this call and you are a witch, um, and the purpose of joining was to say to yourself that, you know, let me see how they will navigate and how far they will go. And even before this call, you began to, you know, make hexes, spells, incantations um, with the desire that you will stop what God is doing. Um, I charge you by the power of the Holy Ghost and by the authority of heaven. I say, if you don't want to repent and receive this Jesus, you better leave the call. Um, if these seven days is going to mark the seven days that you have left on earth. So it is either you repent or you back out or back down. That is the condition that I put. And so I establish it in the name of Jesus and I say that it is Amen. so, and Amen. I just release the fire of the spirit over this Amen. 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 And I say Amen. that what God has 
They will Amen. receive it. Amen. What God has for everybody, they will receive it. Amen. Amen. So, Amen. whatever you plan will not come to pass. And the Amen. will of God shall be done and shall be established Jesus. in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, thank you for these seven days will mark your seven days left on earth. Amen. So, um, and so God began to speak to us. If I, when we were praying that prayer about Lord, um, the knowledge of God flooding and filling the house, the structure that God has created, I was reminded of a scripture that I was praying with. Um, so please mute your microphones. I was reminded of a scripture that I was praying with some days ago um and it is in matthew 13 verse 52 in matthew 13 verse 52 um he said to them this is jesus therefore every teacher and interpreter of the sacred writings who has been instructed about and trained for the kingdom of heaven has become a disciple who ha and has become a disciple it's like a household who brings forth householder who brings forth his store out of his storehouse treasures that is new and treasure that is old. It says every teacher and interpreter of sacred writings who has been instructed about and trained for the kingdom of heaven and has become a disciple is like a householder who brings forth out of his storehouse treasure that is new and treasure that is old. You know, as I read the scripture, I remember what I always say to you guys when I say that you are like a mansion. And the Bible says in my father's house, there are many mansions there. So Jesus had already said, I go to prepare a place for you. And the Bible consistently at different times described us like houses, you know. And so I say you are like a mansion. And for you to be able to, um, to maximize a mansion, you have to care for the mansion. You have to even know that it is a mansion. And so the treatment, the requirements, and the processes by which you manage it is not the same way that you manage a normal house or a two-bedroom. So a mansion requires expert hands and skilled labor. You need somebody who is skilled at taking care of the lawn and the garden, and somebody who is skilled in the kitchen, somebody who is, you know, you need sometimes even four or five cleaners. You know, when you enter a mansion, you realize the logistics and the structure that is put into maintaining it and maximizing it and so I say to people I say listen you are a mansion in God's house you are a mansion that has got multiple rooms and multiple areas and so the problem with a lot of people is that they go through life never exploring the varieties of God that is inside of them they go through life never exploring all the things that God has got for them and people think that the way that you live purposefully is that you are just standing on one path but you see God has called us to be able to observe who he is by by observing who we are and the moment you are able to dig deep and discover a lot of things about yourself so it's like a back and forth you look at God and as you see who God is you understand who you are but the more you see yourself and you see the multiple gifts and the multiple pathways that exist inside of you it also does something for you to begin to understand how God is 
because the Bible declares that the invisible God, the qualities of that invisible God is made known to us by the things that are visible. So when you observe the visible things around you and even the visible things about your life, it tells you something about the measure of God. And even that what you experience in an exponential measure is what God is. And so many people do not explore the fullness of who they are. But in this scripture, Jesus began to say, and why am I saying this thing to you? It's because this is that year that we've been talking about. What you have been praying about for years, this is that year that you apprehend it and you lay hold of it and you prove the viability of the word of God and you prove the viability of the gospel. This is that year that you break into miracle signs and wonders. This is that year where you heal the sick and you raise the dead. This is that year where you become everything that you have said or God has said to you that you are. This is the year of the proving. This is the year of manifestation. This is the year of positioning by reason of manifestation. You know, so I'm saying this to you so that you can go back and begin to rethink the way you have ordered yourself and the 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 the, the the way or the measure of grace you have given to yourself. This is the season where you stretch your cords and you open your boundaries and you make more room for more experiences of God, and you make more room for the proving of the Lord. And so Jesus was saying to them, he said to them, everyone, every teacher and interpreter of the sacred writings, which is all of us, it's not just me as a pastor, it's all of us. All of us are meant to be able to understand the word of the Lord, the point of being able to teach it and communicate it. So that's why the apostle began to say, right now you ought to be teachers, but you yet have need for milk. You have need for the little things because he was talking to a whole church and he was saying to them, by now you should be teachers. So all of us are meant to be teachers and interpreters of the sacred writings. And we have been, and he says that has been instructed about and trained for the kingdom. So there is something that the, 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 the sacred writings do to you. They instruct you concerning God, but it also trains you because it's one thing to be instructed, to be told, go left, go right. But it's another thing for the one that instructs you to walk with you and begins to take you to that left and take you to that right. So instructing and training are two different things. He says, but the one that has been instructed and trained for the kingdom of heaven. So our instructing and training is for heaven. It's not just for us so that we can be great. There is a kingdom agenda in the midst of the experiences of your life. There is a kingdom agenda in the midst of the stirrings of your life. And that kingdom is the kingdom of heaven. Remember, in the day that God created um, things, he created the heavens and he created the earth. And I've always told you guys about the, 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 the mirror, um, how heaven is like a mirror image of the earth and how there is the dual um, workings of both realms and how they both work together, even though they seem like parallel kingdoms, but they are working and coexisting together for the purpose of the unveiling of the will of God and the desire of God for all the ages. And so he says, um, that has been trained in the kingdom of God and has become a disciple. So it is one thing to be instructed. It is another thing to be trained, but it is another level where you actually become a disciple because a disciple is a replica. A disciple is an image. A disciple is basically like reproducing yourself in another person. So he said, you are not only trained by the ancient writings. You're not only um, instructed by it. You are not only led by the Holy Ghost. 
but you actually become a disciple so that when people hear what you say, they say you sound like the Holy Ghost. When people look at the way you make decisions, they say you decide like Jesus. When people look at the way you observe a matter and the position you take in a matter, they can say you take a position as though you are God. And so, so God began, Jesus began to say that anyone who has been able to arrive at this position and arrive at the posture of discipleship, and I'm telling you the truth, that this is the year and this is the season of disciples. And I'm not talking about people who like the gospel. I'm not talking about people who go to church. The things we speak about and the prophecies we give, they are allocated only to the disciples because that's what's about to happen. The true disciples of God are about to arise from the church because you can have many people following Jesus, but you cannot have many people who are called the disciples of Jesus because the crowd comes for the sake of the bread. The crowd comes for the sake of the healing. The crowd comes for the sake of the power. The crowd comes for the sake of the miracles, but the disciples stay because they want to be part of the master himself. So there is a difference between following God and actually being a disciple of God. So it is the disciples that have this thing that I'm speaking about. It is the disciples that what I'm talking about is allocated to. And so he spoke about the disciples. He said, anyone. And why am I saying that it is the year of the disciples? Because I have a vision last year where I went to heaven. I shared it with um, some people, and I'm going to um, ask Pastor Stephanie to share it with all the groups again, because I recorded it in Word document. And in this vision, when I went to heaven, at some point, longer short of the story, um, Jesus led me to a teacher, and which now I just realized, okay, it wasn't an angel, it was actually the manifestation of the Holy Ghost, um, who took me to class. And part of the exercise that we're giving to do was that we're meant to um, recreate a photocopier. And he said, this is the exercise that God has given to you guys. So I'm looking at the angel and I'm laughing. I'm like, ah, I did not study engineering. How am I supposed to create a photocopier? And he looked at me and he said to me, he said, you see, he had this look like door. He said, do you know where you are? You are in heaven. He said, you see, you know, all things. This assignment is not given to you to teach you how to make a photocopier. This assignment is given to you so that it becomes a tool that enables you pull out what you already know. And in that moment, it dawned on me that as a human being, I am a residue and a reservoir of the knowledge of God because I have not only been made to look like him, but I have been made like him. So I think like him, I imagine like him, and I have deposits of the revelation of him and his thinking pattern and his thoughts inside of me. Remember, we are heading to the system called God. And so I have all of this embedded in my spirit and embedded in my soul and embedded in my mind. But what God does is that he gives us exercises and these exercises enable us pull out what is inside of us. And the image I see when I think of these exercises in the image of, please mute your microphones so for those of you who are not in this side of part of the world or i don't know maybe about who have never used a well you may not know what i'm talking about but if you've used a well before you know there's what they call your basically colomba a big corundrop i don't know what they call it but the thing you throw into the well to bring out the water you see, I feel like the exercises that God gives to us, the exercises of life are like that thing. And what it does is that it enables us pull out, pull out knowledge, understanding, revelation on how to create, how to build, how to establish, how to call forth men, how to enable destinies, how to empower, how to raise systems, how to raise structures. That is what it does. So these exercises and these experiences of your life are pulling out those things. So the, so the Holy Ghost, I said, 
How can you say you don't know? You, you know it. So this exercise is just going to help you pull out what you already know. So when I woke up, I kept thinking about the photocopier. And over time, I was able to understand that basically what Jesus said was going to the world and make photocopies of me. Go into the world and create people and raise people who are the exact image and who are replicas of me. Go and raise disciples. And so I realized that what God is giving to us in this system, in this season, is for us to not only be disciples, but for us to be able to create effective systems that can engage people, engage them enough to the point of discipleship. So Jesus is desperate to raise disciples across the world, not just people who follow him, but people who are like him. Because you see, what Jesus is coming back for are the people that have arrived at the full stature of Christ. And until what he puts in the ground and it grows, it looks exactly like him, he's not going to harvest. So Jesus is looking for people who look exactly like him, who think like him, who walk like him, who order like him. And so it's, it's about becoming a disciple. And so he was saying that anyone who is, who is a teacher and interpreter of the sacred writings and has been instructed about and trained for the kingdom of heaven has and has become a disciple is like a householder who brings forth out of his storehouse treasures. So he described him like a householder, like someone who owns this, this house and this mansion. And inside of the house, there is a place called the storehouse. Inside of the house, there is a place called the storehouse. And he says, inside of the storehouse, he brings in both new and old. You see, as I began to read the scripture, I prayed about many things. I, and But one of the things I said was, God, show me how to preserve my storehouse. Awaken me to the knowledge of my storehouse. Awaken me to the knowledge of the fact, oh God, that there is a place inside of me. There is a place inside of my life, God, where I store, where I keep the treasures of heaven, where I store, where I keep the treasures of God, where I store, where I keep the treasures, oh God, even of the earth. Father, awaken me to the knowledge of the fact that even though, yes, I am a house and people can enter and live people can enter the kitchen but not everybody enters the storehouse not everybody enters the strong room not everybody enters the place where the master of the house keeps his safe my god and remind me father that there are places inside of me where i can store and hide your word and i can keep revelation but remind me oh god that there are treasures father that you want me to hold for you my god increase my capacity give me the heart of a quest father make me to quest make me to hunger for treasures father help Help me to hunger, my Jesus. Father, show me, Father. Father, show me that I am as wealthy as the treasures that I have. As so many of us, we have been plundered. Many of us, they have stolen from you. Many of you that they have consistently taken away from you the treasures of God because you do not value it. And so the Lord began to speak about the Esau syndrome and how many people have been given blessings and bed rights that are treasure, but because you do not have the mindset of a storehouse. You do not realize that, yes, there are places in a house that people can get to, but people should not be able to get everywhere. You have opened up yourself. You have exposed yourself. You have revealed the things that should have been your victories before time because you did not understand the concept of a storehouse. You did not see yourself as a householder. This morning, I want you to pray and say, God, open my eyes to the vastness that is me. Father, open my eyes to begin to see the order, the structure, oh God, of 
of the, of the kingdom of heaven and how it pertains to me. Open my eyes, Father, to be able to embrace the structure that is me, to be able to embrace the fact, oh God, that I am like a householder. Father, open my eyes to begin to see the different areas, oh God, that you have established inside of me. May I not be ignorant, oh God. May I not be plundered anymore. May the enemy not steal from me, Baba, the things that you have given to me for the second generation. May the enemy not take away from me and deceive, oh God, to give up the blessings of my life. But by God, I say, let revelation break through inside of me. Let my eyes be open in the name of Jesus, my God. I am coming into a season of stewardship. I am coming into a season of stewardship. you see that as we're praying I began to sense in my spirit that the Lord was speaking about people that he has preordained from the foundations of the earth to carry certain levels of power and authority, but they have sold it out. They have given it out. They have allowed themselves to be consistently plundered because of the lies of hell and the lying tongue of darkness. As a matter of fact, I saw people who the Lord bestowed upon them generational wealth and generational authority 
Because it was like the people that they are lying and they are lineage. You were meant to be leaders and rulers and governors. But as it came to your time, it was like there was a tilt. And you have said to yourself, why is it only me that has no reason? The Lord said it is the problem of the own, uh, you are unaware of your storehouse. Because some of you are storing generational covenants. Some of you are storing generational wealth. Some of you mm. are storing some mantles that are passed down by generations and you are unaware of it. As a matter of fact, there's somebody on this call. What you had is but a residue because your father was not able to steward it. And so a lot of it was taken, but what you have is but a residue. But the spirit of God says, I should say to you that a man that has seed in his hand, he has the ability to produce a harvest of the seed that mm. he has. And so it may seem like you have a residue of what was remaining after your father was plundered but God says I should say to you that as long as you have seed you can plant it and you can bring forth a harvest once again you can cause that field to grow once again and so many of you the things have been taken from you because you were not awakened to the fact that there is a storehouse inside of you there is a storehouse inside of you melene kuda akila kuda barake paladi and I pray that God will open your eyes and awaken you because you see that spirit of hopelessness that comes upon you from time to time. It is a lie of hell that makes you feel like you don't have a storehouse so that when he comes to take from you, you just give it up freely because I'm nothing. I have nothing. I feel so empty. You are not empty. You are not empty. As long as you are a human being and as long as you were created by God and you have followed the legal pattern of creation, which is father to child and father to child. There is something that is given to you. And as long as you are born again and you have the Holy Ghost, you have this treasure in earthen vessel that the excellency of it may be of God. You are a treasure house. You carry a treasure inside of you. So it is set a line to you so that at no point in time, you can now begin to maximize what is in your storehouse. But today I declare by the power Power of the Holy Ghost, that an army of men that are awake is coming out of this call. That you see Amen. this month of March, you will hold it by its bars and you will possess it by its gate and you will take down anything that stands in your way. Everywhere Amen. that God wants you to enter, you will enter. Any person Amen. that God needs you to be, you will be. Every treasure Amen. that God has for you, you will take. You will know Amen. how to multiply it, you will know how to maximize it, you will know Amen. how to be everything that God. Amen. But there is something about the treasure. But you see, the thing about treasure, what makes a treasure treasure is that it is rare. What makes a treasure treasure is that it is not readily available. What makes a treasure treasure is that it comes at a price. You see, part of what God is doing for you this season is that he's giving you the boldness and the courage to embrace your uniqueness. And I say this very strongly. Because I am not talking about a motivational speech. I am talking about the expression of God. God is too big to be expressed to one man. So God expresses himself through generations of the earth. 
Every single human being that comes into this world is an expression of the heart of God and a part of God. And so God places eternity in the heart of every man so that every man that comes is trying to unveil the timeless God. So your inability to embrace your treasure is part of the reason why you are still laboring in this life, why you are still struggling. But because this is the season where the disciples are rising, so what is happening is that God is schooling you in the sacred writings, which in itself is a spirit, and he's also guiding you, and he's also training you so that you would arise as a disciple, and a disciple is aware. A disciple knows. So when Jesus came to the end of his race with them physically before he died, he said to them, this bread, eat it. This wine, drink it. He says, if you don't eat my body and drink my blood, you have no part in me. In fact, the first time that Jesus insinuated that thing, many people left him. The 70 that was remaining, they ran. It remained only 12. Because Jesus understood that you see, there are some things you don't say to the 5,000. There are some things you don't say to the how many thousand you say it to a few and even when you say it some will leave the proof of discipleship is that you can embrace the hard truths of god and it is that you can embrace the covenant that god wants to make with you the proof of discipleship is that you can embed yourself in him as he embeds himself in you it is not just singing holy spirit you are welcome here but the truth is can god say that i am not only living in him but he has also he's not living in me he says abide in the vine abide in the vine like every part of your life from your head to your toes is soaked and drenched in the knowledge of god is soaked and drenched in the personality of God. He soaked and drenched in the processes of God, in the nature of God, in the mannerism of God. Everything about you is a God response. Every move you make is a God move. Everything you say is a God statement. This is where you arrive at the point of discipleship, where people can look at you before you preach a sermon they say this one is for jesus even if they don't know who jesus is they say this one belongs to the gods they Hello, understand sir. that what you what's divine so this is where please mute your microphone <laughs> this is mute your microphone please mute your microphones so this is where jesus is taking us to this place of uh, of discipleship but part of the way in which it happens is that you are awakened to the treasures within you you are waking to the fact that you have treasures, something unique. It's personal, not readily available. You understand that your life in itself is a treasure. But you see, there's something he described about the storehouse. He says the storehouse has treasures that are new and treasures that are old. He says it has um, treasures that are fresh and treasures that are old. So you have two kinds of treasures. And I need you to understand that in this season, God is calling for both the old and the new. God is calling for both the old and the new. And the Spirit of God says, you have despised the latter days that I walked with you. As a matter of fact, you have said, God, I am crying out for the new days. I am crying out for the new season. I am crying out for the new move. I am crying out for the new, the new, the new. And God says, do you realize that the one who has the storehouses recognizes that within the storehouse, there are old treasures and there are new treasures. And he pulls out the different kinds as at when needed. 
The Spirit of God is awakening you to treasures of old. He's awakening you to covenants you made with him in the past. God is about to cause some journals to resurface. God is about to cause some writings to come up. God is about to cause it to flow so that you will see and remember the things that he said to you and the ways he walked with you. God says, I need you to treasure the previous journey. I need you to treasure the treasure the adventures you made with me. I need you to treasure the words I spoke to you. I need you to treasure it because your storehouse is made up not only of the new wine, but also the old wine. It is made up of both. It is made up of two treasures. For the old becomes the foundation. It becomes the platform for the unveiling and the showcasing of the new. There is power in history. There is power in time. There is power in stories of old. So the spirit of God is calling you to remembrance. And I pray that this morning there will be an activation in your mind. There will be an activation in your soul. There will be an activation in your spirit that God will begin to remind you of things that God will remind you even of dreams, dreams where he blessed you, dreams where he gave you gifts, dreams where he gave you power. God will begin to remind you of visions that you had when you were 15 years old, 20 years old. God will begin to remind you of promises that he made to you and promises he made even to your father. Covenants that have been made. God will begin to remind you of the things he's said to you how much he treasures you how much he values you god will remind you of the ways in which you have worked and the days that you have labored oh i call to remembrance i call to your remembrance the goodness of god and the mercies of god i call to your remembrance the path that god has set for you i call to your remembrance the journeys of faith and the adventures of faith i call to your remembrance the days of prayer and the altars that you raise i call to your remembrance the days of the deliverance of God. I call to your remembrance. I call to your remembrance the ways of God and the gifts of God. As you cry out for you, cry out for the all. I call to your remembrance, Marakeno Sora Kabaya. Ila Davato Where God is taking you to in this new season. all your treasures. all your treasures. All the deposits Oh, 
I begin to pray. I declare that in the name of Jesus, that there is a stirring, there is a stirring of the rivers of God. I decree over you that in the name of Jesus, let the deposits of God begin to arise. You know, as a matter of fact, the scripture um, keeps coming back to my mind. There's the floating axe head. And I remember this scripture because the prophets were going out, Elisha and the prophets, they were going out and they said, this place has become too small for us. We need to build for ourselves another house. And as they went out, they borrowed an axe from somebody. And as one of the prophets was swinging the axe, the Bible says that the axe head fell into the water. And the prophets cried out and they said, ah, alas, master, it was borrowed. You know, and the Bible says that Elijah came and he took a stick, he broke it and he threw it in the water. And as he threw it in the water, that the axe head floated back up and they were able to collect it and finish what they were doing. And they were able to return it to the owner. This scripture is playing in my mind and I sense in the spirit that God is speaking and he's saying some people's axe heads are falling into the water. The gifts that God gave to you, the, 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 the talents, the graces, the capacity that God gave to you. But as you went about life, as you went about trying to do what was needed, the prophet says this place has become too small for us. So because of the increase, because of the need to grow, because of the need to, to, to become an adult, to get married, to have children, some people have swung their axe head and it has fallen into the water. What does your axe head represent? It represents your sharp corner. It represents your ability to, to break through. Please mute your microphone. It represents your ability to break through. It represents your ability to cut through. It represents that thing about you that makes you unique, that makes you powerful. It represents that gifting. It represents that heart, that zeal, that capacity that you have. Your axe head, your axe head, the sharpness to you. That will give you your cutting edge. He says that the axe head fell into the water. So for some people, you were going through life and your axe head fell into the water. But many of you did not know how to bring it back up. So you have just began to swing only the wooden parts. You all you have are memories of days of exploits. All you have are memories of days of sharpness. All you have are memories of days of power. And so sometimes Satan even gives you a simulation of your axe head falling into the water. When it is still in your hand for some people, Satan makes you feel like you have lost it. But for some people, it has actually fallen. But this morning I hear the Lord saying, am I not your prophet? 
Am I not your prophet? Am I not the one, Jesus, that stands as your prophet and I stand as your high priest? Am I not even the fulfillment of the prophecy of the goodness towards you? He says, this day, I call that axe head back. I call it back. I call the axe head to float again. I call it to float again. I call it to float again. In the name of the Lord Jesus, God is causing your axe head to rise up. God is causing your sharpening uh, your, your, your cutting edge to rise up. God is causing your business to be reborn. God is causing your relationships to come back. God is causing the things you thought you had lost to the past and you thought you had lost to the brokenness and the mistakes of yesterday. They are rising again. They are rising again. They are rising again because the good master of the house, he has got a storehouse. And in the storehouse, he has both old and both new. The new is here. The new will come, but your old must be restored. And so, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, even as the prophets cried out and said, ah, oh, master, it was borrowed. My God, the things you gave to us, Lord Jesus, in the journey of life, we have lost some of them. In the journey of life, as we flung the axe head, Lord, the axe head slipped from our hands. But Baba, we are here to say, Father, do what only you can do. Cause the axe head to float back up. Cause the axe head to flow back up. The axe head of dreams and dream interpretation. The axe head of visions and interpretation. The axe head of the prophetic. The axe head of the apostolic. The axe head of ministry. The axe head of business. The axe head of wealth management. The axe head of evangelism. My God, cause it to float again. My God, cause it to float again. Remind us, Jesus, that you are the one that gave us the axe head in the first place. Remind us, Jesus, that you are the one that has a greater stake in our axe head coming up. Baba, so that we will have faith to believe that the prayer we are praying this morning, you are hearing it in heaven. My God, I thank you. Because people are being restored this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus. People are being restored this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus. Ela dosa kila, ela dosa kila, ela dosa kila, ela dosa kila. Restoration is coming to many in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Amen. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for the new day. For the new you see, this month of March, like I said, ha. Huh, is the month of secrets. Is the month of God revealing and God unveiling. It is a God of month of God showing. So please, don't take for granted this time of the fast. You know, sometimes when I pray with people, I I wish that everyone would come into the knowledge of the power of discernment. I wish that everyone would. Sometimes all I have is a dream. Permit me to explain this to you. All I have is a dream. And I'm a dream of someone. And, you know, just see you maybe trying to buy a keyboard. And you are desperately trying to buy it. You can't have it. And somebody comes and gives you money. And they are playing the keyboard. I wake up. It seems like a normal dream. It seems like the picture you saw in a movie. But then, because I understand that God speaks in many ways. And I understand that when men go to bed at night, the Bible says he seals their ears with instruction to turn them away from error and to put them on the path of life. Mm 
Because I understand that when my night time is a night of, is a time of course correction. So even before I go to bed, I say my eyes belong to God. My ears belong to God. My heart belongs to Jesus. My body, my soul, and my spirit is sealed within God. I offer myself as a vessel of revelation. Lord, speak to me. My night is not for witches and wizards. My night is not for demonic oppression. My night is not for inkubus and sukubus and all those crazy things. My night is for revelation. My night is for instruction. My night is for empowerment. Solomon became a wise king through a dream. In a dream, the Lord appeared to him and said, what do you want? And he said, ah, make me wise, be able to descend between. And God said, I will not only make you wise, but I will also give you wealth. How can somebody receive the anointing for wealth through a dream? It is possible. These things happen. I pray that all of you will rise up in discernment and be able to understand the tangibility of the spirit realm. And so I may chase that dream. And I call the person and say, you know, I dreamt about you trying to buy a keyboard. And I'm not sure what it means, but, you know, can we just pray about it? And as we begin to pray, it begins to open up. You now begin to see that, okay, there's a new sound that God is bringing into this person's life or releasing into the earth. But it is going to come as God gives the person a new instrument of the spirit. And so the keyboard is not just normal keyboard, but the keyboard is actually representing um, the ability to, to play multiple things in the spirit realm so that you can release a new sound of what God is doing upon the earth. And we'll begin to pray, and we'll begin to pray, and we'll begin to pray, and we'll begin to pray. And I realize, oh, you know, but I saw that you did not have enough money, you know, so you don't have, it's like you have not invested in yourself enough. Or somebody came, I saw so, so, so person came and he gave you money. And you now begin to realize that, oh, what the Lord is saying is that for a season, this person is meant to work with this person. And this person is meant to give them the resources that they need to be able to play on the level of multiple, multiple dealings of God for the unveiling of the sound of God for a generation. And it is as we pray, as we pray and as we press in, the Holy Ghost takes that one thing and he begins to open it up and open it up and open it up and open it up until it forms a perfect picture. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it is the honor of kings to search it out. So every time that God gives you a clue or God gives you something, it is for you to search. It is for you to realize that it is the treasure that you have been given. Don't throw it away. Rather, you should mine it. Mine it by the spirit. Mine it in prayer until you arrive at the revelation of God and until you arrive at the blessedness that God has got for you. So I'm saying this to you because when I say to you that this is the month of secrets, it doesn't mean that you just wake up and all things will be known to you or God will just tell you, ah, see the person that is coming against you or see, no, 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 no. That's not how it's going to happen. God will give you treasures and he wants to see if you will chase it. God will give you a map and he wants to see if you will follow it. So it's like you're a treasure hunter and you follow the signs, the symbols and the things that is laid down for you. This is the month of secrets. God is about to give you secrets of how to build things. God is about to show you secrets of nations. God is about to show you secrets of generations. So this is that month. And why are we talking about a system called God? In the next five minutes, I laid the foundation for the next seven days. A system in love is a group 
of interacting or interrelated elements that act according to a set of rules to form a unified whole. It is a group of interacting or interrelated elements that act according to a set of rules to form a unified whole. Listen to me. God has structured this world in a way where you cannot have all of God in a moment of time. Yes, you have the fullness of God and the Holy Spirit. But you see, the unveiling of God is like a set of interrelated elements. A little here, a little there. A little here, a little there. All kinds of things. And God has all kinds of rules. And God has all kinds of things. He says, but all of these elements act according to a set of rules. A set of rules because God has given us rules in the Bible. And God has saying, if you walk on this path, this is what will happen. If you study the word and you stay on it and you seek to obey all that is written in it, Joshua, I will make sure that you are the one that takes my people into the promised land. You know, and God sets all these rules in place for humanity. He says so that it may form a unified whole. What is the whole that God is, wants us to arrive at? It is the whole of the kingdom. It is the whole of the kingdom because all of this journey is about the kingdom. Like I said to some people during Eden last week, I said in this month of March, it may be for seven days, maybe for 14 days, let God be leading us. But in this month of March, by the time we are done with prayer ring, it will look like a heavy metal. And I literally saw it. It was like heavy metal that sits and placed inside someone's head. It's going to come out and fall down and your head will become light again. And the lightness I'm talking about, yes, there will be physical migraine that will leave you. And it's not just migraine, it's almost like a strong oppression on your head. It's going to leave you, it's going to fall. But that is but a symptom of something deeper that Satan was trying to do. He was trying to hold your mind bound so that you cannot receive and assimilate the ways of God. So for the longest time, what many people did was play in the safe zone of religion and tradition. Safe zone of religion. But what God is going to do is that he's going to break you out of that. And you will begin to see the kingdom again. You will begin to understand how it all plays. You will come out from that place of, oh, because I'm a Christian. You will understand what Christianity means. It is not a title. It is actually a disciple position where you are not like the man Jesus. And when you look at the man Jesus and his father God, the way they operate, they operate on every level. They operate both to the Jew, to the Gentile. They operate both to the Muslims and to the unsaved. They operate on different levels. They mind different things. They bless and they cause rain to fall on both the good and the evil. You will rise up into a governmental position in the spirit realm as you begin to embrace the systems of God. A system um, surrounded and is surrounded and influenced by its environment and is described by its boundaries, its structure, its purpose, and expressed in its function. So this is a time where God is pulling us out of names and pulling us out of positions and pulling us out of those forming your identity because someone said you are, but into function. We are coming into function. So I'm going to teach you about God, but in terms of function. In terms of how he functions, how he works, the principles, the guidelines, the set boundaries of God, and the way that all of these things is enabling the kingdom of God rise to the top.
Now, a system has different things embedded in it. So it speaks of things like structure, organization, order, management, methodology, techniques, processes. So you want to learn these things. When you read the scripture, in this next seven days, part of what you need to do is, there was something I was challenging some people to do, and I call this sustained presence. Challenge yourself to sustain the presence of God. The Holy Ghost lives inside of you. But to be able to consistently host God to the point of, of tangibility, it takes a level of awareness and intentionality. You must be aware and intentional about the one that you carry. And then there are things that he feeds on. The word, his word. The presence of God grows as you feed your spirit with the words of God. So to sustain presence in these seven days, challenge yourself that for 24 hours, consistently for the next seven days, sustain presence. Even when you are sleeping, you go to bed, I sanctify my spirit, my soul, my mind, consecrated and dedicated to God. My dream belongs. You sleep in presence and you wake up in presence. Sustain the presence of God and see what will happen in your life. So as you are doing that study, Study, read the word of God. Don't read it as a scanty book. Trace God. Trace him from Genesis to Revelation. If you see an element of God's spirit, trace it all the way through the Bible. Look for every scripture that speaks about that one thing. If it's covenant you are reading about, pull out every scripture on covenant and read it. Read it, stay on it, let it expand you, let it increase you till you are fully and vast and conversant with covenant and you understand it. Why? Because for you to understand the system of God, you must be able to trace the processes of God and the management of God through time. The way he does his things, his techniques. It is when a man enters into this place that you can build like God. That you can raise eternal structures, that you can build eternal systems, that you can raise governments that can sustain nations and generations. God wants to teach you about his function, not just about his name. God wants to teach you function. And so I pray that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that God will cause a fresh fire to arise inside of you. Fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire. A new kind of hunger and zeal. I pray that God will give you the necessary discipline to be able to apprehend him in this month of March. As you have entered this month of March, you have entered the gates of 2022. I say to you that you will not be disgraced in this year. I say to you that this is not the year where you die. I say to you that this is not the year that ends in shame. But in this year and in this month, your mind is opening up. Your spirit is breaking loose into higher levels and dimensions in God. I say to you by the power of the Holy Spirit that you will begin to see consecration and holiness in a new light. And you begin to understand how it upholds your priesthood and upholds your kingship. I say to you, you will not be a foolish believer, but you will be a house. You'll be a wise householder. And I pray that God will give you the grace of stewardship to be able to carry him consistently and carry him in his fullness in the name of Jesus. Before we leave this call, I want you to just lift up your hands to God and say to him, Father, I am here. 
I, God, as I have come into the month of March, Yes, Lord. I present my body this day, my body, spirit, and my soul. On this first day of March 2022, I present myself to be discipled by you. Disciple me afresh, Jesus. Disciple me afresh, my life be indeed your tabernacle. May expressions show of your spirit be made holy in me and your functions. Show me, O Lord, how you function. Show me, Lord, how you function. Show me how to build like you. Show me how to build like you. Show me how to walk like you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. I prophesy to you that in the name of the Lord Jesus, strongholds of yesterday are broken off you. Amen. Amen. Eyes Amen. are being opened by the fire of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Prophesy to you in the name of Jesus that when you go back to sit with the Bible, it will not be a confusing book to you anymore. Amen. Amen. The Holy Ghost Amen. is going to streamline the volume of knowledge. Amen. Amen. The capacity to bear what you need to know for the season. In the name Amen. of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Rise, we rise with us. As when this call rises, you will rise with us. Amen. God will strengthen you and empower you to go through this season of consecration. And Amen. God will reveal to you what you need to be sustained for the next level of engagement in the name Amen. of our Lord. Amen. 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 I want you to know that it's a powerful year. Somebody was sharing her testimony with me yesterday. She was, she's been on prayer. She started in January and she kept telling me, Pia, you don't know what, what God has done for you. You don't know what prayering has done for me. You do, you know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, praise Jesus. She's like, look, honestly, my life has changed. And by the time we ended in, in January, she couldn't break her fast in January. She said she felt like God did not want her to break. She continued, she entered February. She didn't break her fast by the time we finished after seven days. So she continued and entered February. And then I gave her a prophetic word in one of our classes. I spoke about book and policies and this is that God wants her to do, to write. And I said, it is now. And within the space of two weeks, she went ahead of three weeks to release the book. She said she has been sitting on it for months. She's been writing it since that she said, oh yeah, they've given a word, I'm releasing it. She released that book. In four days or so, she became Amazon bestseller. She's not doing any publicity. She's not doing any, you know, book tour, anything. She's sitting and watching. She's like, what is going on? And she said, P.I., you don't understand. I'm not the person that I was last year. Something happened to my mind. I began to see the possibilities you speak about. My spirit expanded. And every time you began to speak about God and heaven and who we are as gods, I saw it. She said, I could not stop fasting and look at what God is doing. I need you to understand that God will meet you where your faith reaches. If you choose to believe that God can raise you in one day, it is possible. So all the fasting, all the praying, all the consecration she was doing was generating spiritual momentum so that the things in her life are now being propelled by an engine, self-sufficient engine. It is not high anymore. Something is propelling it. Something is propelling it. Something is propelling it. That's what God wants to do with you. 
generate the wind that will propel the next season. You will be sitting in your house. People will be speaking about you in the places where it matters because there is a wind. There is somebody propelling it. Create an engine that you don't need to keep starting every day. Just do it now so that the wind of God will accompany you everywhere you go. This is that year. Remember what I'm telling you. This is the year you have been praying about. This is that year. So position yourself. Posture yourself. Get ready. As we talk about the system of God, I know that God will open your eyes. Some of you will start new businesses. Some of you will upgrade the things in your life. Some of you will go and run for positions in government after this prayer reign because you will see it. And you cannot unsee what you have seen. What you have seen will begin to craft a new path for you. And as you walk in faith, God will bless you. God will increase you. And God Amen. will your feet. So that you will find favor. Amen. 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 Amen.